This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're watching Lester Till I Die TV with Chris, Craig, Scott, Brad, and Mark. Lester Till I Die, now available on Spotify. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Hello fellow Fox fans, good evening again, do not adjust your sets, we are not going mad, you're not, uh, you, you, you're not, uh, don't need Rennie for all the repeats, <laughs> I am back, um, <laughs> for those of you that watched earlier, welcome back, this is all going to sound very familiar to you, uh, it's Wednesday night, it's half past eight, and we're doing the opposition show a little bit early. Uh, we're going to welcome Scott in in a minute. He couldn't make it on Friday. And we've got a small matter of a pretty big game tomorrow night, if you were watching earlier. So can't do it tomorrow. So, yes, you've got me twice in one night um, because we're going to be talking about this.
Yes, it's Brighton uh, at the weekend, Sunday night, 7.15, I believe, or 8 o'clock. It, it, it's Sunday night, it messes about with my um, Antiques Roadshow, I'll tell you. I, I, it annoys me Sunday nights, and it's on Amazon. Hey, they sent me a letter the other week offering me a free one-month trial. Get in. Just good timing. <laughs> this is Leicester Till I Die TV. This is the opposition show. Good evening. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Leicester Till I Die. Now available on Spotify. It is, but if you're watching at the moment, you can watch us live, and I'll run through this quickly because it's the second time tonight. <laughs> uh, I need to get this pre-recorded. You're watching us live if you want to on YouTube TV, uh, Lester Till I Die TV. Click on that subscribe button, give that little bell a tinkle, and uh, keep up with notifications. We're on uh, Periscope at Lester TID, Facebook Live. Um, in the Leicester Till I Die group, and you know what to click if you go in on there. Please click on the StreamYard link. And if you want to catch us later and listen to us rather than watch us, we're going to be on Google, we're going to be on Apple, we're going to be on Spotify, and we're going to be on Anchor. We are everywhere. But this evening, we're going to be talking to this gentleman here, Scott from wearebrighton.com. Um, another, it might be a bit unfair saying bottom of the table uh, game, but the, they are down there. Let's bring him in and see how confident he's feeling and say, good evening, Scott. Good evening. How are you? I'm I'm happier than I was a week ago. Let me put it that way. Uh, but And uh, how are you doing? Um, yeah, a little bit peeved still about um, our performance mm. on Monday night, but that's half of the quarter of Brighton this season at the minute. I tell you what, I think we, we all we will all admit, I think whoever you follow, it is a really, really, really funny season. Yeah, um I saw I don't think the you know the whole pandemic situation helps matters really. Obviously no. some teams didn't stop playing till August. A lot of teams have hardly had a pre-season and it's you look at sort of West Ham and Southampton being up there, and it's yeah, it's gonna be an unusual year, I think. I think you can, I think that's going to, yeah, easily, easily unusual. Um, but, you know, you look at, at us, I mean, like I said, a week ago, we, we you know, we got full, we'd, well, we'd, we'd, well, more than a week, a couple of weeks ago, we'd lost to Liverpool. We'd got Fulham coming up. We were looking, you know, a lot of our fans maybe getting ahead of themselves saying, oh, we've got a bit of an easy run coming up. We've got Fulham, we've got Sheffield United um, after we lost to Liverpool. We lost to Fulham. We only just got the second goal in, in, in injury time, uh, along with the corner flag against Sheffield United. Do you feel a little bit confident playing us? Um, in a way, yes, because mm. uh, we're sort of... What, what you've listed there is that Leicester are basically... You're facing teams that you should be beating, really, mm. but struggling against them. We're the, we've been knocked at this thing. We've we should have beaten Man United, the ridiculous penalty after the, the final whistle decision. We yeah. completely outplayed Liverpool at home. We should have beaten them. Um, we went to Villa, who were fifth at the time and won there. And you think they were really, really good results for us. Um, and then you look at 
some of our home games and we in West Brom at home. So it just mm. seems that, in a way, the, the better the team we play, the, the better we seem to play. So it could suit us a little bit coming to the, the King Pass on. Well, you, you got a point off Liverpool as well, didn't you? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, in reality, the story of our season, actually, we had about four or five chances, which we, we missed a penalty. And, you know, mm. we could have won that game 3-1 on another day. If, if we had a centre-forward who put away the countless opportunities that we create, then we'd be miles up the table and not embroiled in the relegation scrap that we currently are, basically. Well, I, I'm, I'm not his agent at all, but if you'd want to make an offer for Nacho, you're more, you're more than welcome. In fact, I'm sure there's quite a few fans <laughs> would, uh, would, would drive him down, you know. But we did the preview show uh, last night. I, I'm lost this week because it, it, it's these European games so me. But we did the preview show, Brighton, um, with my colleague Craig last night, like I say. And looking at the history, we always look at it. And we've only actually played each other 35 times. And, you know, looking at that graphic, we've won 15 and you've won 13. Pretty close, but only 35 games. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it didn't really kick off, did it, until sort of this century, really. We've always mm. been, um, we well, for the past sort of, you know, 30 years, we've been a side that's been knocking around the lower leagues. It's only really when we got into the championship, when the Amex opened, that we've sort of become regular opponents and obviously the guys won promotion a couple of years before us and now it's carried on in the Premier League but it's always been a game that I think is always it's always entertaining I remember when we came to the King Power just after you guys had wrapped up the championship title and we won 4-1 I think that's one of the I know that most of the Leicester players had obviously been hitting the older sort of pretty hard to say. there was some ha there was some hangovers um, but yeah. if I remember on that game <laughs> <laughs> But for us to come to, you know, Leicester and win four one, even in that was a was a great result for us. And it's one of those one of those trips that you know I always look forward to. And it's just a shame that obviously it's not happening this year for or last season. In fact, for very obvious reasons. I've had two of my children at university in Brighton because I think you got a couple of you. It was the University of Sussex or one one. You know, they're in Brighton, and, and as I go, I go yeah. past the Amex, and the Amex is an absolutely wonderful stadium but it wasn't that long ago when you didn't have a home no um the turnaround's been quite you know quite steep really because yeah like you say a decade ago we were we were playing at with dean in front of five thousand fans every week and you know if the stadium hadn't have been built we would have gone out of business because that was yeah. that wasn't sustainable in the long term you had a running track, I think, going around it as well, didn't you? Yeah, um, it was basically an athletic stadium with the stands, Pemperley yeah. uh, stands all around it, yeah. uh, no roof. I remember another game against Leicester, funnily enough, when I think um, it must be when Mickey Adams was your manager and, um, and you won 1-0 just before Christmas and the fog was so thick that Leicester fans and the goal behind the running track didn't see might have been Brian Dean scored down the opposite end and none been in the way and seemed to celebrate because you just couldn't see what's going on. Yeah. Um, 
guy there, Facebook user, don't know who you are. So um, all I can say is get him a taxi to Brighton. He's on, he's on, he's on about, uh, he's on about Inacho there. I think he'd, he'd probably say, I think he'd probably drive him down if he was allowed to. Um, say good evening to Terry. I remember that hammering well and travelling home to Brighton with the, their fans. Absolute hell. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was. There's nothing like travelling away with the opposition fans and you've lost. You know, it's, uh, it, it, it's all good. Um, <laughs> But obviously, but you've been up now sort of a couple of seasons. What are you going to be a, a perennial team that sort of just manages to stay up every year? And you know, I mean, I mean, Wigan did it for for many many years. But you know, looking at um, at, at the table, you know, you, you, you're down there. You know, you've had some bad results, but you know, can you turn it around this season? I think it's. Obviously, the first seasons when we came up, it was a case of you've got to establish yourself, haven't you? Which is great. Right. Right. and was perfect for that. We were, we were never going to get beaten heavily. We were always going to scrape enough points. And then yeah. thinking obviously became, right, we've been in this league two years now. We need to kick on and, you know, try and become a sort of established club. Dare I say it, a, a bit like Palace are. So, yeah. Graham Ooh. Potter came in. Um New brand of football, much more attacking. <laughs> yeah, much more attacking. Um, and, you know, it, it to a degree it's worked because last season we got our, our um, the highest point we've had in the Premier League so far. Yeah. Um, seven points clear relegation. So at, t- at one point it did look like we might get dragged in, but then after lockdown we came back a, a mile better than we had been all year and that sort of pushed us clear. Um, but this season, the aim really should have been, you know, to better 15th place to pick up more than um, 41 points. And at the minute, if if you look at our expected goals, I mean, I don't really much like those sorts of stats anyway. But if you look at it, we've, we should be um, miles higher than we are. And it's just because we can't put the ball in the back of the net. And unless unless that changes, you know, we're, we're going to be in that battle towards the bottom. I don't think we'll get into it this season because I think sort of Fulham's Brom have been given a really tough gig because they've come up with not much time to prepare because of the lack of pre-season and that makes it hard. I think there'll be three worse teams than us, but ideally we need to be, you know, four years into our Premier League journey, we should be pushing towards, you know, 11th, 12th yeah. place. And at the minute, unless we can start scoring goals, it doesn't seem like it can happen. Well, I mean, I think you're playing the right team for that because we, we we always say as Leicester fans, if ever there's a striker that's gone a long time without scoring, if they've been at all, you know, this guy's not scored for five hours, you know he's going to score against Leicester. If a team's not won for for five weeks, they're going to beat Leicester. We're, we're like everybody's sort of, you know, whipping boys. Um, but you, you, was, was get, getting rid of Chris Hewton the right decision, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Sadly, it's it's a very strange one because normally when you sack a football manager, I've sacked a manager, there's a lot of relief and the fans are you know happy to see him go. But for us, and it was the other way around, in fact, you know, the, the managers hated him because he's been sacked. For us, though, it was yeah. just sort of it felt like a natural parting of the ways. You know, he he for me, he's the best manager of Brighton I've ever had, but he had taken us as far as we could go and yeah. performances in the second half of the season before he left, we won two games in 18, which if that carries on is 
relegation form and it just yeah it just felt like it was you know the right time and but the i think the Brighton fans is that if the obviously premeditated because it came within 24 hours of the the final whistle the last game of the season and mm. we were sat in the pub after we lost to man city 4-1 last game we were sat in the pub and um got you know somebody text saying my god graham potter's been into you know one to eight odds on favorite to be Brighton manager so that doesn't happen unless decisions be made and people know about it so yeah. the most disappointing thing i think was that the club could have said in the run-up to that game right chris is going to go after this one and then he could have got the send-off he deserved because you know the roof would have been lifted off the amex everything he did for us yeah Some, sometimes the manager goes as far as he can with the club and you know, uh, you know, look look at us at Ranieri. I mean, after everything he did, and then within sort of <laughs> six months, we we we'd, we'd sacked him. But Chris Hewton, he, he's one of those managers. I mean, he's been around obviously to quite a few clubs, including including Newcastle. He's liked by fans of other teams. And then I was watching, thinking, oh, it's a shame. You know, he'd got you up there, he'd kept you up, he'd done a fine job. And then I'm like, who the hell is this Graham Potter? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what we were like as well. Um, yeah, because it was a strange appointment because obviously, if Swansea had won the championship, then you'd think, great, you know, that's perfect. But they finished 12. Um, but I think the thing that we've got a lot of good young players in our academy, and um, we've also got a transfer policy now, which basically involves signing young players from abroad lining them back out, sticking them in the under-23s. And there's this real pathway in that we're trying to build a team, sign players now to build a team, essentially, for five years' time that will be very yeah. competitive if if the gambles work out. Um, yeah. Hewton was always a little reluctant to put his faith in youth. He was very conservative in that he has, you know, his core players, the likes of Glenn Murray, um, Duffy, Stevens, people like that who were solid pros and experienced knew what they were doing. With Potter, he's a lot more willing to give you a chance. I think that sort of yeah. appeal to the approach that Brighton wants to take going yeah. forward. And in theory, you know, in, in five years' time, if all these young players do turn out to be as good as they're meant to be, we'll be a very good team. But it, it's a massive gamble because if you go down, then, you know, the championship each year gets harder and harder to get out of. Yes. Yeah, you're getting some very nice comments here from Leicester fans. Uh, Mark Heath, <laughs> welcome back, Mark. Mark was actually doing the European show with me like like 40 minutes ago. Hope you had a drink, Mark, and you, you're all right. Welcome back. Brighton play good football under Potter. They'll be safe this season, although they won't be taking any points off us. Um, good evening, Terry Payne. Nice to have you along. Thanks for joining us. Again, exactly much the same. Brighton play more entertaining football since... Uh, Bought on has been. Hang on, let me read this carefully here. Brighton play more entertaining football since Borton has been gone. Horton, I think he's trying to say there. Lamptey is absolute class and will be one to stop on Sunday. Uh, there's a few. <laughs> we go Horton. Yeah, a bit late, Terry. You saw me struggling there, didn't you? You could have come in a bit earlier with that. Help me out. Uh, Lamptey is he's getting a lot of. Um, a lot of plaudits, and even you said because uh, Scott very kindly also did the written uh, opposition view on www.lestertillidie.com opposition view, and you know you're you're worried that Lamptey might, might be gone in a season or so. 
I, I think he's far too good to be playing for a team like Brighton. Um, sort of like he's obviously, and the other issue we've got is that he's obviously very, very ambitious. And he turned down a. Everyone says, "Oh, what a great piece of work by Brighton to you know to sign him." But yeah. part of it was that he wanted to play first team football. He's he's a 19 year old who turned down you know the safety net of a contract at Chelsea to come to a Brighton side who at the time were struggling and. He's very ambitious, and I think that shows a certain amount of confidence, and and that translates into the way he plays because he's he's absolutely. It would not be a surprise to see, you know, one of the the bigger the bigger teams in Europe. I mean, he's been linked with by Madrid, someone like that, come in and pay a massive amount of money for us anyway for, yeah. for him, and and he'll deserve to go because he's got everything to get the very top of the game. Uh, maybe come to Leicester. Mark says he'd love to have him at Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stranger things have happened. I mean, do you think, I mean, you've got, you, this is really, a, I mean, they do say sort of December is a critical period for, for a lot of teams. But just before I came on, I was looking at the games that you've got coming up. And my God, it, it, it sort of make or break for you. You've got, you've obviously got us on, on Sunday, which obviously you, you'll take no points from. But then next Wednesday, you've got Fulham. Then you've got Sheffield United. Um, uh, and oh, you've got West Ham on, on the 27th. But th those are two six pointers for you, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's only, it seems mad, bearing in mind how well we've played at points this season. As I said earlier, you know we've we've gone toe to with Liverpool and Man United, but there's only two teams. Uh, there's only four teams, sorry, below us in the table, and mm. we've got two of them in our in our hands. And if we, I mean, at the minute we've got a, you know, there's a little bit of a cushion between us and the relegation zone. But if if we lose those two games, then I think a lot of people, a lot of Brighton fans are saying, you know, the football we're playing, we're too good to go down, and um, you know, results will come. Um, that we always say it's more happening than anything yeah. else. But yeah. At what point do you then say, okay, the result coming? You know, we're in trouble here because we can't go into sort of New Year being embroiled in the in the bottom three and no. having lost to Sheffield United and Fulham because confidence-wise, that's that's a disaster as well. Yes, yeah. Well, I've got a really big question coming up for you. We're just going to take a little bit of a 10-second break and then we'll come back and uh, I'm going to ask you something about uh, Graham Potter. Right back after this, guys. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Now available on Spotify. Yes, indeed we are. Um, Graham Potter, will he be given time? Yeah. Um, I think the one thing sort of that you have to understand about Brighton is that we've got a, a chairman and a board of directors who will, they they can never, ever be seen to have done anything wrong. You know, they always want to be right. And yeah. when we had Sammy Hip here in charge, you now it, it was pretty obvious <laughs> sort of three or four, his reign that he wasn't suited to being Brighton manager and he offered to resign when we were in the championship relegation zone the board said no effectively because it would have been an admission that you know what we've yeah we've messed this appointment up yeah the the trouble they've and they've made a rod for their own backs here because they gave um Potter a six-year contract last November 
after he'd won. Admittedly, we, we started well. We were eighth in the table, but he'd, he'd won four Premier League games in his life. And they thought it was the time to award a six-year contract. And part of me thinks that that was because the club took such a, a panning from anyone outside Brighton for getting rid of Futon. It was a case of everyone was saying, be careful what you wish for, you're going to go down. Yeah. You know, it was like when Charlton get rid of Kerbishley or oh, or a, yeah. a appointment like that. A club, a club thinks they get lost ideas above their stations, and it comes back to bite them. And mm. the award of that new contract to Potter almost felt like it was Brighton's way of sticking a middle finger up to all those doubters and saying we've got it right. We've given him a six-year contract. Yeah. And obviously, it it hasn't quite worked out as well as it could have done. But to then sack him after doing that would be a huge admission that that shouldn't have happened and they got it wrong. Yeah. So I think even if we got relegated, and to be fair, it probably would be the right decision because we've got a decent young side. He's a he's a decent young manager and mm-hmm. he should have enough to take us out of the championship. And whereas Brian have always been a side that sort of had a long-term view and it would be completely out of character for them to say, Christ, we might get relegated here. Let's get rid of him and, you know, parachute in a Sam Allardyce pat. I think as well is that if you look at Burnley, I would liken you to Burnley in that position is that they'd ke- they came up, went straight back down again because they came up with us um, that, that season. Um, we managed to stay up. They went down. They stuck with Sean Dyche. And he's kept them up now. I'm saying they're an established Premier team that's struggling a little bit this season. But, you know, he brought them straight back up again. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for for sides that don't, you know, just chop and change their manager. Mm. Because, it's. I mean, it's hard to get out of the championship, as it is, let alone when you're a manager who's six months into the job and has been yeah. brought in to the squad. You know, it's... The best thing you can do if you go down from the Premier League is to stick with what you've got unless things go terribly wrong down there and you're looking at a second relegation. Yeah. I think Brighton realised that in that, you know, going down now would wouldn't be good for the, the long term prospect or short term short prospect, sorry, but yeah, yeah. long term no, if you stick with positive, you go down you can always come back up stronger. Yeah, we did exactly the same when Mick, with Mickey Adams and he brought us straight back up. Even more, I don't know if you saw sort of the Leicester game against uh, Sheffield United, but I've got to ask you, in, in advance of, of Sunday's game, have you got extra strong corner flags? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect Jamie Vardy to score, though, so I guess we might find out. Yes, yeah, that was uh, that was that was was quite interesting. And if anybody's watching it, I have just read that he's actually because it was an LBGT flag. He's actually signed it and given it to an LBGT uh, outfit, I think, in Leicester. So well, well done, Jamie, for that. But yeah, that was a bit. Um, he got a book in, but I mean, I don't think he cares being a Sheffield Sheffield Wednesday fan. Um, is it obviously you're going to be worried about Vardy? Any other sort of Leicester players that you look at and you think, oh, they could cause us trouble? Well, one of the major issues that we've got is we cannot defend set pieces for love nor money. Uh, 11 of the goals we've conceded. I think we've conceded 18 this season and 11 have come from set pieces. So, right. you know, if if you push up your two centre-backs for a corner or a free kick, they're going to get a lot of joy because we just can't, we just can't mark players. We can't defend and it's, 
it's this, this could this game then this game could end up something like seven all because you are believe you me if you're worried about and we're getting on top of you kick the ball out for a corner because we are absolutely shit at set pieces at the moment <laughs> i think we're actually worse. we've conceded more from corners and scored less from corners than any other team that are in the um uh, that are in the premier league a bit of advice for you and, and this is a bit of a free advice you can give this to graham potter if we get a corner have all your players up the other end of the play. Just put one player back on the near post because we can never, at the moment, we can never get it past the first man. <laughs> well, we we take our short corners. We had one against Southampton where Ben Short ended up 80 yards back with Matt Ryan at our own goal. So <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like it's going to be a great <laughs> No, no, we, we do that as well. This is going to be good, this is, isn't it? It's going to be a game of, like, you know... <laughs> Who's worst at corners? They should put us on Amazon and uh, we can sell the game to the public. We're doing a great business. <laughs> we are. This is one This is one you want to watch. Sunday night, I tell you what, stick with Antiques Rose Show. It'll probably be bloody a downside more interesting. <laughs> it really would. But, I mean, that is an interesting point because one of us, we are, obviously, there are going to be corners. There are going to be free kicks. We, we have been rubbish. And it, it's funny hearing you say that because one of us, might start to suddenly get good at it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be very surprised if that was right. Well, it's, uh, I'm going to message you. I'm going to. I'm going to watch this. We're going to have to have a chat afterwards and see see who was the worst. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but last, I mean, looking at um, last year, I mean, we, I don't know, sort of if you remember sort of last year's games at all, but um, back in November, we, we beat you at your place. I think that was quite a good game. I think we played right, quite well there. Uh, beat you 2-0. The June one, I mean, that was post-lockdown when we were on our big fall from grace. You know, we were slowly, we'd pressed the self-destruct button and we were slipping down the, it wasn't like a game of snakes and ladders and we could just about see the Champions League and we landed on a snake and just started to go down and nil-nil was probably not a bad result for us at that time. <laughs> Yeah, when um when you guys came to the Amex, it was I think you were one of the best sides we'd played at that point, and uh, you were weren't that too weren't too far behind Liverpool at the top, I don't think. And yeah, we we just couldn't get near you. And then on your post lockdown slump, we were going another way, obviously, and we played our best football after lockdown. So at the time, a nil nil draw at the Kim Powers was really for us, and you know we should have even won it. I mean, Neil Moore played, missed the penalty, and. That was Lampty's debut as well, and he was absolutely superb. For it was, he looked it was, like yeah. a, a right yeah, back with five hundred games under his belt. What a nineteen-year-old making his first ever Premier League start! Mm. But uh, well, again, we're just going to take another very, very quick break just so I can get a, a drink, and then I've, I've got another, another important. I've got a thank you actually. I've got a special thank you for you coming up. So we'll be right back Hi, after this. This is Chris Ooh. from Leicester till I die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very merry Christmas and happy New Year. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Thank you coming up because we were linked with this player all summer and he turned us down i believe came to you and i think i don't know how much time you've got out of him but i don't i don't think he made 20 minutes into his debut for you did you and we we were linked and we were, you know we could have been quite close to having him so thank you very much for taking him 
Um, yeah, he's he's actually been okay for us, so it's not worked out too badly from our point of view. I think the you should be thanking us for taking is when um when Mares went to City, it was between you were heavily linked with Alariza Jahanbach, and we obviously got him 19 million, and that has, mm. <laughs> that's not worked out well as two Premier League goals three seasons later. For yeah. Oh well, that's true. That's true. But you um. Is, is Adam Lallana not sort of? I mean, he's obviously got the reputation, and and I say he didn't have a good start because he did go off injured and uh, went, went, went quite early for you in, in his debut. So, but he's, he's not been that bad actually overall, has he not? No, um, yeah, the Chelsea game, first game of the season, I think he lasted. Uh, well, he did get to half time basically, but yeah. we sort of knew what we were getting when we signed him. You don't sign him and expect him to play ninety minutes every week. Uh, when he does plays, he he looks pass above anything else we've got. He does things. He can see passes, pick passes, do stuff on the ball that yeah. no other Brighton player can do. And it's sort of the important thing is that the club managed him correctly. So yeah, he didn't play against Liverpool, but that was a game when we weren't expecting to have much of the ball. So what's the point in having him run himself into the ground? He played yeah. against Villa. He was excellent away at Villa. He was the best player on the park when we should have beaten Palace away. But 20 shots that day on the story of our season. So when he's when he's you know in the side and they do manage his game time carefully, he can make a bit of a, a difference for us. And I think the the other thing about signing him was that we gave him a three year contract, which obviously a lot of people raised eyebrows at because he has hardly played in three years. <laughs> yeah. But there was always the the caveat that he's going to move into the coaching side with us and. He's, I think he's one of those players who technically is very good. Klopp always raves about him on the training ground, so you'd think he'll he'll make a good coach. So that that's a bit of business on our. Yes, I, I wouldn't have minded him as a, but you know he's he's got family down there and he chose you, and I'm 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 not, you know not jealous at all. But um, we do a thing on 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 the, on the preview <laughs> show. I, I do a thing with with, with Craig, um, footing both camps when we look at sort of players that have played for both sides. And there's just one I want to have a chat with you about because he's one of my favourite players, and we let him go. Ranieri sort of didn't sort of allegedly stick to his promises that he'd made, but I absolutely love the guy as a player. He came from Brighton. And that's the one of Leo Ujoa. Yeah, he's he was a bit frightened. Well, um, yeah, we, we obviously, when we came up from League One, we, um, well, Gus Puyo rather foolishly didn't think Glenn Murray was going to cut it in the championship. So he got rid of him, signed Craig McAllister, and it took us 18 months to replace and then Ajay was the man who did it, and he was he was different class for us. And yeah, yeah he just, you know when he went, it was another one of those where sometimes a player goes and fans get on his back because they think you know why is he doing, why is he leaving us? But he went, and everyone could see it was a great opportunity, and he was so good for us that everyone was just you know happy for him, and it it worked yeah. out well because he he did Premier League winners medal. So yeah. <laughs> it was the right oh. move in the end, even if people. I mean, is he just going to the left? He's just gone up instead of us. Yeah. I mean, we, we sort of say that, you know, well, at the moment, if Vardy is sort of injured, you know, with Inacho not being brilliant, Perez, you know, comes and goes with his form, you know, what? who's going to come in if Vardy's injured and, and get the goal? Ujoa, 
you could always rely on him. He gave 110% all the time. And it, it was a big mistake letting him go, I think. I, I, I absolutely uh, love that. Apparently, the rumours are that Nigel Pearson, our erstwhile manager at the time, had gone to our defenders and said, in the, you know, that we just got promoted, who was the player that caused you most problems last season? And apparently they all said Leo Ujoa. Yeah, because he he scored um he got a brace, I think, in that four one game that we talked about. And I think we beat you we beat you quite convincingly at the Amex as well, yeah. maybe three one, and he was on fire. I mean that season he was we finished in the we finished sixth that season and yeah. we had a squad that was probably no better than, you know, fourteenth, fifteenth in the league. He isn't so high was because we had Oscar Garcia, incredible manager for us. And we had Ajoa who would just get the goals. Without his goals, we would have been nowhere near the top six. It was one of those seasons where you think it's one of those where, you know, one man has effectively dragged you up five yes. or six places higher than you would have been. Yes. Right. Well, Scott, it's been absolutely fantastic. It's not been the best of line, but I've, to, to look at you, 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 uh, you, you look like you're on, uh, you're on something at the moment. But we can hear you very, very well. And you know, they all, they all say the result doesn't matter as long as it's a good game. But we know that's bollocks, and we all we all want to win and stuff the opposition. Uh, score prediction, and, and I know what you've gone for, but I've gone for a two-one win. For us, uh, I get some ex-Leicester players who actually um, help me with a little mini prediction league. Steve Walsh, you probably haven't—I don't know if you've heard of any of these—but Steve Walsh is agreed with me two-one. Ian Marshall has gone one-one, and Steve Linex has gone one-one as well. So there's a couple of our ex-players think that you—you you, know—you you might just get the draw. But I'm going for a two-one because there's always Leicester will always let a goal in. But what, what, what are you going to go for? Oh, yeah, I, I think while, uh, like we said at the start, Brighton seem to raise their game against the, the better sides and we're much better away from them than we are at home. So I think Croft, and it, to be honest, it would be typical Brighton to, you know, come to the King Power, get a result and then go and lose it for them on Wednesday night. Oh yes, that, that 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 that's sort of annoying, isn't it, when that happens? But the problem is we are also better away from home this season. <laughs> you might you might just get something. But Scott, like I say, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Love to have you on for the return leg later in on, later in the season. And I'd wish you well, but I wouldn't mean it. But certainly from uh, Monday onwards, good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, <laughs> you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Scott, and I'll uh, speak to you again. Take care, bud, and stay safe. Yeah, you too. Thank you. So that was Scott from wearebrighton.com, and um, you can catch him on the, on the website at wearebrighton.com, um, and We Are Brighton on Twitter as well. Give the guy a follow. A lovely guy. Nice to come along. Like I say, I hope Brighton do do well, but I hope they get an absolute have an absolute mayor on Sunday. Um, worried to hear there that he, you know he was saying. Brighton are better away from home. We're better away from home. You know, we struggled against a couple of bottom six teams. Mm, it could be interesting. It could be interesting. It is on Amazon. 
why not get your three months free Amazon Prime and see if you can uh, and watch the games because there's going to be a lot on over Christmas on Amazon. You know, you make 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 the most of it. But hey, thanks all for watching. Uh, <laughs> I'm not coming back. This is the last one tonight. Uh, Two is enough for anybody. I need to go and get something to, uh, to, to to soothe my throat. If you enjoyed the show and you're watching on YouTube, or if you've enjoyed the show and you're not, get over to YouTube. Please give us a follow on uh, Lester Till I Die TV. Click that subscribe button. Click the bell uh, so you get the notifications when we go live. Um, we're also available on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, uh, and of course the website lestertillidie.com. I will be back with Brad and Mark possibly as well post match tomorrow after the Braga game. Let's hope for a win then. Thanks God, but let's hope for a win on Sunday. Uh, let's get let's cement that top four place. Let's get to the top of the group tomorrow and make sure that we get uh, a good draw for the Europas. Guys, stay safe. Thanks very much for watching. Take care of yourselves. Don't do anything that I wouldn't enjoy. Leave it wide open. See you tomorrow night post-match. Take care now. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back sports social podcast network the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.